Pop World! It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is a fun one. I'm going to play you the first part of my conversation with Danny Morang. We talked for a whole long time, and this is just part one of our chat. We talk about what happened this offseason with the Blazers and what's next for an intriguing but somewhat puzzling group. It's a ton of fun. Take a listen. Joining me now. You've heard him on your radio dial every day of the week, 12 to 3. Dusty and Danny on 1080, the fan of the host of Jack Ramsey's, your Drill Blazers podcast, streaming twice a week and then every single day when the season <laughs> starts after every game. The hardest working man in Blazers entertainment, Danny Murang. How you doing? Uh, Welcome. I'm, I'm doing good, man. See, I, I did that, that twice a week thing and then uh, none. For the past week because brandon and i have done nothing because uh there's not much going on and my god i needed a break but uh i, I think you're you're holding the title of the hardest working right now five times bumping down to three times but i mean three you're, times you're still doing three that's still that's still pushing it it's that's, that's uh, still a little bit well luckily i've got friends in the world that will join me and make it a little <laughs> bit easier because um you know uh, the Blazers haven't done anything. I mean, they haven't played an important basketball game in like closing it on eighteen months. So somebody did uh, just tell me that they saw uh, Nemanja Bjelica at PDX. So well. there, there you go. Well, he's, he's he's probably going to Adidas. Let's be honest. I was going to say what shoe? What kind yeah, of no, shoe? He's does he wear? Guy. Yeah, what kind of shoe? <laughs> That's my he first wear? thought. I was like, uh, Nike or Adidas? Which ones he doing here? He's like, ah, Blazers. Nah, I'm not good. Yeah, it's it's you know <laughs> he's he's not showing up to steal someone's roster spot. The roster's full. Yeah. That's why there's kind of nothing going on. Let's let's just start big picture stuff, and then we can dial it in from there. What do you think of the offseason so far? Like drafts, free agent stuff. What what's your make of how, how the Blazers have done? So it took me a lot to kind of wrap my head around the draft stuff, as far as because the folks that I trust very much were like they're going to trade this pick. I mean, I was talking about OG back in March because I had a source that had told me then that like they're chasing OG really hard. They're going to try to use the the clutch crowbar and get him out of Toronto. And I was like, that'd be pretty spicy. Okay. And then there was like, as it got closer to the draft, it was shading, shading, shading. And I'm like, there's no way that's, that's gotta be smokescreen. There's just no way. And it was all that. And then some, and they went shading and I was like, man, okay. But from what I understand, they chased very hard for OG, but they just weren't going to match Masai's asking price. And they took the big swing with shade. And I was like, okay, it probably didn't help that Kevin Durant asked for a trade of hours before, you know, yeah, like, that definitely like... uh, caused some <laughs> trade packages go, mm, it's going to cost you a little bit more. Cause we're going to need a little bit more to send out. Yeah. Just in case else. let's, let's stay cool for Kevin Durant. Yeah, um, so that, that, yeah, I mean, like, you're not trading to use a phrase in a vacuum. Uh, no. You are. It's it happens that it's everyone's ecosystem wants it to happen. So they get Shane Sharp. They kind of make some other moves that maybe were somewhat surprising. What did you think? What do you think of Sharp? Or what do you think of of the Grant deal and all that stuff? Yeah, like it, again, I hate using this phrase, and I've heard you say too the, the whole in a vacuum part of this because Neil just kind of bastardized it for us. But <laughs> in in a vacuum, it makes sense. Like they just. They need to replenish the cupboard. They just exhausted everything. I get what they're doing. Um, moving into the, the Jeremy Grant deal, we all knew that this was going to happen one way or another. And right. I had heard back in February that quite literally the Milwaukee pick was enough to get it done. And I was like, that's just, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it, but 
that was what I heard over and over and over again. I, I kept like the, the theoretical traits that I kept putting out there. I always, I always put Keon into it too. Cause I was like 25, that, that 20, 25 Milwaukee picks, not going to be quite enough. It's not, it's not quite there, but when they got that done on, on a value scale, everybody lost their ever loving minds. When that pick didn't convey the lottery pick didn't convey. Well, it didn't matter. They were able to turn a 2025 first. It's probably not going to be that good. And Jeremy Grant, that in isolation is probably one of the best deals that, the Blazers have done in the modern era. Like it's a, up there. It's certainly a, on the list. A, a first round pick that's three years out for a very good team with one of the three best players in the world on the roster. Like eh, it's hard to see that pick being a whole lot. This isn't the LA Clippers giving up a first round pick to get off a deal, you know, in, in 2012 that turns into Kyrie Irving. Like that's not what this is. Like, <laughs> oh, weird. who's the GM of that team? Um, <laughs> but uh, good. I, I, regardless of what you think of, of, of a contract extension, which if we're looking for information, that's probably something we may see coming in the next month or so, if they do an extension. I don't know if it goes full extension or if it goes a negotiation, wink, wink, nod, nod in the off season, but that's at least something that you and I can at least look forward to is some tidbit of news coming out. Um, getting Jabari Walker was an incredible steal. Clearly, uh, I, as I understand it, the Blazers that their 46th pick, um, they were targeting Josh Minot. And he went quite literally the pick before. I mean, you can do the math. Minot goes off the board. The Blazers trade the pick. Not kind of hard to figure out where they were going with that. Um, they add a guy who he may end up not only being the steal of the second round, but maybe end up being the steal of the draft. I know that's that's saying a if lot. If he can play, it's a it's a huge like it doesn't yeah. steal whatever, like whatever it is. If you draft a dude 57 who's an NBA player, you did a great job. It doesn't yeah. like it, it doesn't matter who else is in the draft class. Like if you get a dude who could play with the second to last pick in the draft, you did a great job because it's hard. It is hard to find NBA players that late in the draft. It is yeah, really, especially really there because those are usually flyer flyers. And, right. you know, you had Jabari on, he, you know, he rightfully sounded pretty pissed off Yeah, as far as like, because I had heard that he was targeted like early second round, like in the 35, 36 range. So for him to go basically with the second, you know, the second to last pick in the draft, that's insane. So you, you typically when agents are told that they're going to go in that range, that's kind of like their ceiling. That's it's weird for a guy to fall that far without having some massive red flags medically. And that clearly wasn't the case with Jabari. So uh, that still kind of, you know, kind of throws me off, but just those three guys alone, that's a successful off season in my mind. Like that's, you've you got wings, you've got three wings. And then you brought in GP two, you re-signed Nurk, you re-signed Ant, Eubanks is your break class in case of emergency guy. Like I look at it overall, man, this off season, <sighs> I hate cashing in all this way because it was done this way for so long, but it was a good offseason. Like they yep. addressed real weaknesses for the first time in literal years. And it wasn't set, met with uh, the best offseason we've had ever or the deepest roster we've ever had ever. It's met with, we're not there. Hey, wait till media day. Yeah. That's well, usually true. what happens. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> you got to trumpet at media day. Are the Blazers better on paper than they were last year? More functional. Yeah. More functional. I, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know where Cubs still sits like, cause there was clearly some real frustrations in here. Yeah, he was role. pretty good when he got out of here. So yeah. And that's the thing is like, I think he's probably a lot better than what he showed here. Cause he was pretty clearly not happy with his role and not happy with his teammates. There were certainly guys that he eyeballed on a pretty nightly basis as far as guys not doing their jobs. So, um, 
Norm, again, a, a good player on, you know, 29 other teams, but trying to shoehorn right, into yeah. Portland is kind of one of those things where, okay. But the, for me, the big thing here is they did two things in this offseason that they haven't done in 10 years. Well, one of them in six years. One was quasi-replace the Marcus Aldridge with Jeremy Grant. And to get have a good a point, forward, yeah. Yeah, get a good forward and get a point of attack defender. Like, they haven't had a point of attack defender since Wes Matthews, and I'd argue that GP is a better point of attack defender pretty clearly than Wes was, which is kind of insane to think about. He's up. He's, he's, he is, there, there's only two names in that conversation for the best point of attack defender they've had. And in 2015, I don't think Wes was regarded the same, but we also mm-hmm. didn't have the, like, we weren't obsessed with tracking data and no. uh, re- whatever. He got that dog in him. Defensive responsibility. <laughs> Shout out to a, uh, a YouTube commenter, dog in him per 36. That definitely the best <laughs> name I've seen on, on the internet. Today's show was brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is and the best pa- tasting protein bar I've ever had. Don't go looking for a better one. You can find the best that there is at Built com. What makes it great is that it packs a punch. They got on average 17 grams of protein, just 180 calories, four grams of sugar, and four net carbs. And what makes it the best beyond the punch is that it comes in great flavors. For me, I love peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream, but they've always coming out with new stuff. They're always coming out with new flavors, plus the staples that you know and love, like salted caramel and double chocolate. So go right now, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, I'll drop you back into my conversation with Danny Meringue. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm with you. I think they did pretty well. I, I don't love, like, it's hard for them to get all their good players on the court at the same time. Yeah. But, so I think that's a little bit confusing to me, but I, yeah, I think the, they've moved the slider though. Like they had that same issue for the last two years, but now it, it's still difficult, but not quite as difficult. At least I think they can get their, the top, like, their, their four best players. I think it are Dame, Ant, Nurk, Grant. They can right. find a way to get all four of them on the floor comfortably. That's yeah. That's easy peasy. It's just well, who start? Who let's just yeah. go there. Who you starts go? at small forward? It, it sounds like it's going to be Nas. It that's has to be right. Like yeah. it just logically, it kind of has to be. Have you seen him? Uh, I mean, I've seen him on film or whatever. Apparently, he's big though. Bigger. He's put on. He's put on about twenty pounds. Like he's the, the muscle season is in full effect. But like he <laughs> he committed everyone to is a, in good. The funny thing about the NBA is you're in best shape in the summertime. So it's good to see that you're going to be in best shape in the summertime yeah. unless you're Luka Doncic. You're best shape. In February. <laughs> Exactly. The best shape in February, uh, but most people, James are in their, same diet. most people are in their best shape in July because you have time to rest your body and also work out a lot. He's, he's huge. And I think part of that is number one, he's got a, a clear runway to that starting position. He's going right. to take on guys who are bigger and Nas has always been a guy who's been strong, but now he's, I, I think COVID kind of whooped his butt. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, he, he did, he lost yeah. like 30 pounds. And so I think it was, this is him kind of, fully recovering from that because i mean up top he's massive he's he's huge up on his shoulders and chest right now and i was like uh he looks a little bigger than last nba wing nba starting wing is your little yeah yes and i think that was kind of like trending towards that and i think there's a, an element of number two he's kind of becoming a man like he's still everybody forgets he was a kid you know he's a one and done hopping out here and when you you think about this all the time, like go back and look at Ant's rookie year. My God, look at yeah. Dame. They're look at Dame. Kid. There's a highlight going around where uh, Kyrie kind of uh, sauces rookie Dame, and mm-hmm. Dame looks 
so small. Like, he's I like a buck 85. Yeah, he's so small. He got way bigger in his first three years. It, it just, it happens to everybody yeah. in the league. Um, some of it is just like, uh, you're older. Uh, Dame was, you know, 22 or whatever, but some of it is like the difference in 18 and 23 of like an adult human. And some yeah. of it is just, is learning what it takes to get big in the league That's and nutrition, the nutrition and work and all of those things. And for some guys, it takes three, four off seasons to be like, I get it. This is what it's going to be like if I want to get where I want to go. And I think it's not a, it's not a work ethic thing. It's just a, like a understanding the knowledge of, thing. Yeah. Understanding of what, of what it takes diet wise and physically to get there. And Nas was, is, has been uh, open and honest about like, listen, man, my diet sucked. Like I don't yeah. get, you know, I'd be hungry and I know where he lives and he's like, you know, there's, there's a Chipotle right down the street. And he's like, that's where I kind of roll down to. And I'm like, yeah, that's too close for you, man. You know? <laughs> so, that, that much money, that young, like you can, you can get whatever you want. He's like, I got, you know, I got junk in the pantry and he looks like he is kind of gotten out of that stuff. And like, it, it's so easy for, for everybody. Like, well, if I had all this money, I would go spend it on a chef. and I would go do this. And I would, it's really easy until you get that money. And then all of a sudden, oh, and it's also the discipline of you're not always home. Like yeah. you, you spend a lot of time on the road. You come back to your house at from a road trip at three in the morning. You have like it's it's um, it's every day. It's an everyday thing, and then it's every day when you want to like finally have a break from your grueling, physically demanding job. It's and sometimes also, you just want that Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a person who eats poorly when he he's not at his best. Like, come on, come on. It's, I it's mean. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's an audio medium, but for um for those of you listening, uh, Danny suggests that maybe he too uh, has visited no. that local Chipotle. Yeah, um, no, it happens. <laughs> who, we talked about who starts, who closes, who finishes the game. It's, it's gonna be really interesting to see. That's that's yeah. probably my outside of like the the order of of questions that I have for this season. Is Dame really that dude still? Like, which I firmly believe he is. Yeah, I think he is. To me, that's not a question but, like, because at worst he'll be like the 17th best player in the nba yeah and i i, I think he's my, my question is more not can he be the same but can he be better right because can he take all yeah. of all of the stuff that he's talking about again saw him at vegas at the press conference he looks the best i've ever seen him. like he's supremely cut jacked built like it's like a kind of a, six months off well it's what i mean like he had like this kind of hybrid thing where or he has this hybrid thing now where a couple years ago he got super big Right. Like he, 20, he put on, summer of 2018, he put yeah, on a ton of strength. He yeah. Put on a ton. I think that may have been a little too much. And he dialed it back and he got a little, he remembers he tried the vegan thing and he couldn't keep weight on. Yeah. So I, I think this is like the combination again of like the LeBron uh, CP3, like this is how you play late into 40. Career, yeah. Is yeah. You, you optimize like how much mass you can carry while also still being super lean. And I think Dame has found that sweet spot. And I think I want to see if the addition of Jeremy Grant and Ant being uh, more of a, a natural, I think, creator or playmaker than CJ wanted to be, if that eases some of Dean's offensive creation burden, which allows him to be better. Yeah, some of it is, will he let go of the reins a little bit? Yes, I mean, that's the other is, side. Some of it is, will he let go of the reins a little bit? The closing stuff, though, like, I think it's the four guys you mentioned. I think it's their, you put your four best players on the court. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Hart? Or is, is it hard? Too... Is it is it Nas? Is it is it GP? Like right? Or do they go super weird? Like, how many guys do you need Nurk on the floor to close the game with? Right, not many. Four, uh, maybe even nine. 
right? Because like maybe you need some you need some rebounding against uh, other uh, like uh, Toronto. Zubac. It's a it's a bigger team that just plays big naturally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a teams that are going to punish you just just literally just on the glass. My question is though, like, can you? ask Nurk to sit the final six minutes and then get the best Nurk for the first 42. And, and that, that was the, again, the, the order of questions that I have, like Nurk's been paid, which Nurk are you getting? That's, yeah. that's like probably well, number two or number three for me on the season. Yeah. Well, and even, even if he brings it, like he's a, he's a guy who has openly bristled about his role more than once. Yep. Uh, and like, I don't know. I want to play at the end of games. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and if you, and if you're paid that way and you're the starting center and you're clearly the best center on the roster by magnitude, I mean, maybe, maybe Jeremy Grant becomes the best center on the roster by some weird freaky deaky stuff or justice Winslow, but like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the question is, is do they go smaller and get mm-hmm. more? Cause they're going to play small. Like they don't have choice. They no, I mean, they chose to, they did yeah. this. They did this intentionally. It's not like they, if we give the benefit of the doubt that this was very intentional, which it does seem like it was all very intentional, they built this team to play small. Not like, oh, shoot, we have to play yeah. small because we have Norman Powell and we got to get our best players in the court. It's like, nah, we, this is what we think works and we're going to go for it. Like, I think, I mean, how small could they go? Let's just go did, there. How did, sm- you, did you catch Nurk's comment when, he, uh, when they brought everybody in right before they left for Vegas? No, no, enlighten me. He... On the stage, he kind of mumbled it, and I don't think it got a lot of traction. But Nurks, when Nurks got the mic and he kind of looks over at GP, he goes, yeah, I thought they brought him in to back me up. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, in the roster, GP played a few minutes as a super small ball center. Well, he, on offense, he can be a center. Yeah, it, it, that's how they're, I think that's how they're going to deploy him. So you've got – I think they'll run a lineup out there of, like, a Dame Ant, Nas, Grant, GP – and sure. just be super weird where you're like, oh, I guess Grant's the five. And it's like, mm, not really. <laughs> not on offense. No, Defensively, it, he'll have to play some five. But on, on offense, GP's best role is screening and cutting. Like, that's, yeah. that's where, he's, do where you get the most stuff with him. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you're going to see these lineups where, or I could see them, you know, throwing one out there where they take Nas off, or excuse me, not Nas, uh, they take Ant off, and they put Hart out there. And they run Dame, Hart. Dame in the wings, basically Dame in every wing they have, like a right. Hart, Nas, Grant, Winslow. like Which is basically the sort of 2018 Rockets with James Harden style where it's yeah. like, let's go small, but we're going to be strong. And those dudes are strong. Josh Hart is not long, but he's he's strong enough to guard up. Same with Winslow. Every one of those guys is. Yeah, strong like even enough if, to. Even if you look at Jeremy, who like is a, a lean guy, like he plays against the big bodied apex wings. Like that's what he does. So it's, yeah. it's not you're not asking him to do anything that he hasn't already done. Yeah, he's um, – I, I guess I'm concerned about the length there, but I'm not really concerned about the strength. I just wonder, mm-hmm. like – I wonder The breaking you, point of that? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. how far can you push it in – It's it, it's been pretty much shown, I guess, over the last three years that in the playoffs, that style is sustainable. The 82, though, that's what yes, matters. Yes, but the, you're going to get punished. Yeah, and the Blazers aren't really good enough to punt 80, the first 82 games, right? Like, no. they've got to get into the tournament um, and then use it. So I just – I kind of wonder if there's – how much can you – like, how, how far can you get away with it? Which is, like, when I look at this, it makes me think that Jeremy Grant and Yusuf Nurkic are the two most important players in the roster because yeah. 
those dudes got to play and they got to play a bunch. Like you, a week without Nurk is going to sting this roster so bad. And that's like what, a, I, I'm surprised that they didn't go get a, a break glass in case of emergency pick. They will probably with the two-way contract, right? But that's Which, not the same thing. That's exactly. Same like thing. Can, you need somebody you can start. Like, right. Because Nurk, right. Nurk's going to miss 12 to 15 games. Like that's just, that's just what it is. He's, and it's not even like a, a Nurk's injury prone. Nurk's seven foot, 300 pounds. The only guy who's ever not missed 12, 15 games a year at that size is Shaq. Like that's, that's, that's the list. When you're that big, you're just going to miss time. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, you know, what was it? His wrist that he broke just like on the most innocuous contact you've ever seen. Like this stuff like that just happens when you're that big. You're just, we're not supposed to be that big. And so and, stuff and breaks down. Yeah. yeah. And, and even if it's just like a stomach bug and then a rolled ankle. Yeah. No, it's, know, like, that's, it, it, like that. That's just what it happens. A and, stomach bug where he misses a Friday, Sunday game. Like those two games, those are troublesome because of this roster. Mm-hmm. And with Grant, they just don't have many fours. Like I, I think yeah. Justice Winslow could play the four. Jabari Walker's 20 years old. I don't like he conceivably could, but I don't like I, I, I don't want to there's, there's throw a, him out there. There's a weird thing where I think they're trying to protect him as an organization right now, as far as he's not gonna do it. Like he's like, we're gonna take it slow with him. I think they're trying to like soft launch him very much, but they're gonna get into camp. And if he does what he did in Vegas against actual think- NBA players, he's gonna get thrown in the fire. Yeah, he's got to be behind Trendon Watford right now. Like, I think Trendon's still going to end up being more of your five. I, he's I think a five, Eubanks, right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Eubanks is going to be like the third big at this point. And I think they may end up giving like the, the, again that order of questions: Does Jabari knock Winslow out of the roster or out of the rotation? Yeah, like, that's, 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 that's really curious, right? Because if you're choosing to play Jabari, you're probably not. You're choosing not to play Justice, Justice Winslow. I, I think that's the coin toss. Yeah, like, that's between those two. Do you think Trenton Watford is your entrenched day one uh, starting or backup center? Rather, I talked to Chauncey when I was down there and I asked him like what what the plan was for the starting five or the backup five. And his answer to me was like, it's going to be an open competition, like between Drew and, and Trenton. Do you believe and that? I, and I looked at him, I was like, uh huh. And he <laughs> just kind of gave me one of the head yeah. nods and smiles. And I was like, Okay, trending, trending, trending in at the backup five. And yeah, let's move on with it. <laughs> Chauncey was Chauncey at the beginning of his coaching uh, career was pretty open and honest with stuff. And then like it started to go south in December, and it's like he just like he's like, okay, I am going to be a little more um, less forthcoming with the truth. Yeah. It's like by Christmas of last year, he's like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they come in after a game and they were like played terribly. He's like, I thought we played pretty well. I'm like, no, you. <laughs> Didn't. No, you didn't. We just hurt you walking through the tunnel. No, yeah, <laughs> like no, you didn't. I watched the. I just watched you on the sidelines, like just like lose your mind, just like not even yelling, just like you know holding your head, like I can't believe this nonsense. And he comes in, he's like, yeah, yeah I thought we played pretty well. It's like okay, <laughs> you don't have to do this to us. We watched. He, I mean, you you've, you've been around him enough. He he kind of he shows his hand. Pretty yeah, pretty, no, he pretty easily. You, you got to read, you got to yeah. listen, like you got to listen, but he will, um, I, I felt, I feel this, I, I say this all the time on the show and I, I feel very strongly about this. You got to listen when these guys talk, like you mm-hmm. like the, the principal actors, it's why like that, you know, the access has really changed a lot in the last couple of years. And then maybe hopefully we'll get back to the locker room and have more organic, less transactional conversations. But like, when it does you sound talk, like that's getting closer to, yeah, it does. Hopefully fingers crossed. Um, it's, it's, 
when the principal actors, particularly the biggest decision makers, Joe Cronin, Chauncey Billups, when they talk, listen, because they're going to tell you the truth. And I think Chauncey Billups in his like game one of summer league was like, yeah, Jeremy Grant's going to play some center. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I was like, you know, I was like, okay, they're really going to do it. And it's like, you gotta, it's always like that. So yeah, Trent Watford, getting back to my question now, some five minutes later, Trent Watford's probably the backup five day one night. I would pencil trend it in for like 20 minutes, 20 to 22 minutes, pretty comfortably right now. How much, how much can Nurk play like best Nurk, like 29 minutes or something like that? 31, I think is like what he capped out in that month of like mid-December till the basically the all-star break that's 31 yeah it was like 31 was like and I was like and they were I mean the the crazy thing was is like his usage was turned up to a thousand yeah they gave him post touches starting like that first week of January they started throwing the ball in the post and all of a sudden he started running harder it was weird yeah yeah they actually they literally started for like weeks every single game Nurk would get the it was the LaMarcus Aldridge yeah, uh, offense that Stotts used to run. First two possessions were Lamarcus Aldridge post ups and set the tone. They did yeah. the same thing with Nurk, and I thought that was actually really interesting. Now he's not going to get the fifteen post up opportunities he got uh, in he that get, month. Will he get six? I think that's kind of the number that I've sat on. Is like is like if you had to sit it over or under, I'd probably put it like five and a half. Yeah, I'll take the under. I mean, I, like I've watched Jeremy Grant a lot. <laughs> he's gonna shoot it he's he's I, he's to me he's third in usage it's damien yeah like, that's, that's what i'm saying like he's gonna i've watched him he's gonna shoot it y'all like this isn't the sort of like one of my the you know one of the things people always say is like oh they're gonna move the ball so much more with chauncey billups like are they <laughs> i would say that the guy that wants to get the most people involved right now is probably ant yeah, Josh Hart. It's, it's, it's well, I mean, in, in the starting lineup. Oh, in the starting lineup, like, as, like, yeah, he's, he's the most deferential guy in that group, and he's a shoot, shoot for shoots. He's at least yeah. shoot one and a half times exactly because Nas is a downhill guy, right? Grant's a play ender, yeah. Nurk's a secondary creator, and Dame, while being an exceptional passer, is a downhill or shoot guy. Like, yeah, and and, and Dame wants to screen, rescreen, look, yeah. okay, read that second line of defense, okay, probe that you know, like he's he's a really good passer, but he wants to do it on his terms. Nurk, if he doesn't get the ball passes less, that is just a fact. It's also kind of like, if you've ever played basketball at, at literally any level in the park, if you don't touch it very much, you're going to shoot it because you know, you're not going to get it again. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I worry a little bit. Like, I don't think the playmaking is bad skill wise with that first group. No, but it's, I think it's the, the greasing of the ball. Yes, exactly. I don't know if the machine <laughs> moves that quickly. I think it's like, that's my concern. It's not, it's not skill. It's interest. Uh, <laughs> is there interest in moving the ball? Cause I think because they've sec- got good passing in the lineup. Like they do. And I think that second group can run and pass and fly. Like if it's justice and Trendon and Josh Hart, with GP as a great cutter, they are moving and they are playing a different brand of basketball than that starting group. The hybrid unit, the style of basketball that they are going to play with, whether it's Dame or honestly, the one I really want to see is Ant because as much as I love Dame, Dame's not an open floor guy. It's never no, been his I, game. I think it makes more sense to bring Ant back with that group. I'm with you. You, you run Ant with GP and, and Nas trend in justice and you were, or Jabari, whoever it is, honestly, you, you put Jabari in there, you, you get a little bit bigger and they are going to run. One of the things that was really great about talking to, to coach Hetz down at summer league was, you know, before we went down, I'm like, are you guys going to try to do 
the same kind of, you know, idea that Chauncey wants to execute, even though the, the skills and the talents a little bit different. It's like, yeah. The only oh, they played, they played what we saw they're going to play for yeah, sure. Exactly. And then he goes, listen, the reason why you didn't see it with the big club was we just didn't have the ability to do it night in night out. We just didn't have the bodies. Like we didn't have the ability to go do that regularly and do what we wanted to do. So we just kind of scrapped it and decided let's spam pick and roll. And then let's get into what we can with other guys. And that's why you saw, you know, Eubanks catching post-up opportunities in March. Like it's just, this is the world they were in. So you, like you said, what we saw from summer league, they are going to blitz. They are going to trap. They're going to hedge. They are going to play that. Oh my, they're, they're like they they threw that two three they threw some box in one they threw the th- they ran a little bit of three two even which you don't see in the NBL that often because you need to have real length but yeah you got to have big guys at the top of the zone yeah yeah and they did some stuff where I was like they are getting super weird right now they're heads wasn't even calling it and guys are picking up full court you know and they're going two one two and I was like oh oh they're gonna get real weird with Boy, it. okay you're talking about the greatest summer league organization in the history of the. <laughs> The history of the event. Time. Like, two time. Yeah, two time. Two <laughs> time. Summer League champs. And, you know, it's been pretty s- successful for them. You win the Summer League championship, you go to the conference finals. That's just math, baby. It tracks. Thanks again to Danny for joining the show. If you want to hear more of our conversation, Wednesday show will be the continuation of this very chat where Danny and I get into the rest of where Portland stacks up in the West and what this team is possibly going to look like as we debate the ins and outs of the back half of the roster thank you so much for listening to this program if you missed any shows last week we had a whole bunch and you come back next week is about more or come back the end of this week is about more conversation with danny i appreciate you listening and i'll talk to you soon